Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast powered by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we're dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative growth hacks, and connecting them with other entrepreneurs and the Aggie Network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your other host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. Got a little story for you, Ags. Let me tell you a little bit about Kyle Ackerman, Class of 2019, and Ben Wiggins, Class of 2007 and 2018. Their company, Podcast Architects, is one that you've got to know and you've got to be aware of. This is an amazing company that, that is growing and helping entrepreneurs get their voice and their brand and their mission out into the world to be able to say clearly, this is who we are. This is how we can help you. This is why you need to pay attention to us. All right. So pass it back and listen up to Ben and Kyle as they share some really good bull here, Ags. Uh, okay, Ben and Kyle, really appreciate you guys joining us on Aggie Growth Hacks. This is exciting to be able to talk with you and just kind of learn about you and your your companies. But I want to start off and, and ask both of you, what is your favorite Aggie memory? Well, I don't want this to come off pretty simple because it just happened. Uh, I got to walk. I just graduated Friday. Woo, there you go. Congratulations. Whoop, whoop indeed. It was very nice. Uh, it was a huge, huge weight off of my back. As most entrepreneurs, school becomes kind of a distraction, but I'll go ahead and speak that for myself because it was definitely a distraction for this past probably three semesters. So it's definitely my favorite Aggie memory. That is awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. My favorite Aggie memory was the 2006 game against Texas. I was working with the coaching staff under Coach Fran at that point. And 2007 was pretty special. We beat them at Kyle Field in 2007, which was also really cool. But 2006, we were they were heavily favored. I think they had been ranked number two in the country as recently as the week before. And they had beaten us, I think, six years in a row at that point. And we had lost two in a row to Oklahoma and then Nebraska. And it, it was really one of those games where we didn't have much expectation to win. We just wanted to keep it respectable. And it was kind of one of those moments where it was, we have to do what we said we came here to do. We owe it to the fans and we owe it to the players and we owe it to ourselves to really show up for this game and do our best and we're probably going to lose anyway. And that's just, you know, that's what being a, an adult and, you know, being a man and so forth is about. You have to do your best anyway. And then to come out of there with a win against a really good team was just something that I'll never forget. That's awesome. Love it. That's good bowl right there. So everyone has a an entrepreneurial journey, right? And you guys are on your journey, you know, uh, as we all are. But why did y'all choose to start Podcast Architects? We had been fortunate to have some success with the Maze Mastercast. Please, uh, listeners, you're welcome to tune into uh, the show if you wish. Shameless but, plug. Uh, yes, shameless <laughs> plug. Great podcast. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And we were contacted by a friend that I had invested in another company with previously. And he said, hey, we're thinking about starting a podcast at our at our school district. We were thinking about moving a lot of things forward, a lot of pieces forward with our media work at this school district. Is there any chance you guys could help us out? And the more we looked at what they were trying to do, the more we thought, I bet there are a lot of people who are trying to do this. And I posted on Facebook to see if uh, we had, you know, 
friends who are running small businesses or, you know, even just individuals who are looking to get podcasts going. And it seemed like there was there was a demand. Um, so, Kyle, what are you what are your thoughts? Well, coming from a family of two entrepreneurs, my mom's an artist and my dad has his own oil company. I never thought I would want to start a business. And Ben kind of came up to me and said, hey, what do you think about this? And considering that it's something that I love doing, I started out with my own little show and then eventually got picked up by Ben and Shannon. I don't know if the stars kind of aligned. And when I told my parents about it, they're like, okay, about time. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're like, well, if you really want to start making money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So well, congratulations. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh that's pretty cool. And that is every entrepreneur's story right there. Is that I really didn't have a choice, but I was forced into it. I had to, <laughs> you know, and and that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Somebody told me about the movie business one time. I was working in uh, Los Angeles in the film and television business from 2008 to probably 2016. And a friend of mine who was a pretty successful producer said, if you can do something else, you might want to do something else. <laughs> but if, uh, but if this is, if this is really what you're, if this is what you really feel like you're here to do, yeah. then you should do this. You should walk this as far as you feel like you can. Awesome. That, yeah. That's really, that is real advice to be able to just be blatant about it, but yeah. then push you, push you into what makes you happy and, and what really fulfills you. Yeah. And as you, you guys are very unique in that you have started this business while you were attending Texas A&M. So really what, what is, 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 is there something that you can define or something that you can pull out from your Aggie experience that really prepared you or really has given you um, a lot of fuel in your entrepreneurship journey? The biggest thing that I learned during the MBA program, which is my most recent stint at Texas A&M, was separating my time into as big, a, like into bigger blocks and trying to avoid situations where I only had 30 minutes to do stuff, but like getting meetings either toward the beginning or end of the day, and then having a big block of time in the middle, because that's the space where I can really sink my teeth into something intellectually. It's really hard for me to make really good use of 45 minutes or 30 minutes. But if I have, and, and if I have four 45 minute blocks in a day, it's just not all that good to me. I can use that time to answer emails or whatever. But if I really need to do deep thinking about, okay, where, what's our vision? Where are we going next? I'm going to stall for the first 30 minutes of that. I'm going to answer emails. I'm going to check Facebook or whatever. And then finally I'll get to a place where I'm like, okay, I have to dig in now. And creating big blocks of time allows me to then, once I'm done with that stalling period, to still have, you know, a good three and a half hours of real work that I can get done. And I was forced into that in the MBA program b because time management is so important uh, during during a program like that. And that was my that was, I think, my biggest takeaway from from that. Did it really help you to define and understand better how your brain works and how you are most effective? Sure. I think to a degree that advice is probably good for everybody. I think we all stall to some degree and giving yourself like managing your time in such a way that the stalling hurts you as little as possible is important for everyone. But the amount of time, like some people might be able to make better use of 45 minutes than I can. Um, I'm just not very good in that, in that block of time. Now for some, and for some people, you know, maybe even 20 or 30 minutes is something they could be 
really productive with. I feel like for everybody, there's a point at which it breaks down. Like if you have 10 minutes or whatever, I, I don't know where it is, but I think for everyone, you have to you have to figure out what that not critical mass, but it's kind of the reverse of critical mass. What the what the bad the bad point is where you just can't really do anything productive with the time. Right below that below that threshold, if that makes sense. I think the most important thing that I've been able to utilize is the network. You know, the the Aggie network is like this. It's actually a tangible idea. It's a tangible thing in like A&M. Someone like Ben, Ben's been mentoring me since, I don't know, it's been like over a year now. And though that him and I are friends, he's really helped me a lot beyond this business, beyond the Maze Mastercast, but just as a human being. And I've gotten that from five different people. And all of them are connected to the Aggie network. So the way that I've been trying to utilize that is just being really honest with them. You know, I I can't really find any sort of answers on campus, whether it be from my peers, but it's always been from my mentors and tutors. So just being as genuine as possible, soaking everything up like a sponge, that is what's really helped me. And to kind of go off of Ben, the time management aspect, I'm still trying to get that thing down because it takes me about 15 minutes to really get going. And then I'll stall out around the hour 10, hour 15. Because like when I hit 45 minutes in, I'm like, I, I can like feel this rush and this urge. I'm like, oh yeah, man, everything's going. And then it eventually just cold turkey. And then once I find that spot, I need to leave. I need to like go around the block, do some push-ups or something, go get something to eat. Yeah. I think that's a pretty common thing, you know, with not just with entrepreneurs, but, you know, pretty much everyone in general. And it's something that I've had to teach even my son on on how to manage time with his studies. You know, he's in ninth grade. And, you know, so it's it's that's definitely something that uh, everyone will struggle with. And if you don't have that self-awareness of what it is that makes you tick, you know, like Benjamin, you were saying you're good at, at, at what was that? 25 minutes, you know, or not good at 25 minutes, not good at 45 minutes. Right. But, right. but yet Kyle, you're good at 45 minutes. So it's, everyone is a little bit different. And as long as you know what it is about yourself, that'll help that whole thing out. Right. And you got to have that self-awareness as Ga- Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, talks about all the time. Right. Um, so with that being said, what kind of challenges have you guys faced so far? What, what, what has been the really biggest one that you faced? In my mind, the, the two big ones are customer discovery and pricing. We're really trying to figure out where are the inefficiencies in this space. And, you know, podcasting has come far enough now that there is data out there, but it's still kind of hard to find. And we're not entirely sure how reliable it is. There are competitors out there who are doing a similar thing to what we're doing, which is good. We consider that a good sign that there's a market. But understanding what our customer really needs and just to be frank, what they're willing to pay for. Uh, There are a lot of different places we can help people optimize in this space. And, you know, if you look at 10 of those, maybe three of them are things that will actually have real value to people. Um, And, you know, if we're lucky, it's more than that. But we're not counting on any more than that. And it might only be one or two. And if we're unlucky, it's zero. (laughs) So so customer discovery and then just kind of figuring out what our price points are going to look like and what's what's reasonable. You know, how can we what, how can we really add value to what people are doing at a price that's reasonable for them to pay, but that also allows us to keep our doors open and grow as a business? Interesting. So it's more like the uh, consulting model, right, of, of really helping helping people out, right? The, yeah, I think so. How y'all are doing things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've bounced around a few ideas, whether it be, do we do this like on a subscription th- like base, a subscription model? Do we do this in, is it brick and mortar? Is it some type of boutique? Like, what are we offering here? And the customer discovery part of it is, you know, I ha- I don't have much experience with sales and coming into this as like a true passion of mine. And that goes into the pricing model. I don't know how to price this. I love doing this stuff. Would I do yeah. it for free? Yes. It takes yeah. hours and hours and hours. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, how do I price this? So yeah, that's been a huge challenge. Well, I think that with a lot of the entrepreneurs that that I work with, and I know that Chris works with as well, that that is a common <laughs> challenge that they've got to they've got to overcome. But what I love and what I heard from you guys is that you guys are completely transparent and open and honest. And so as you are finding customers, you're able to to have a level of intimacy to be able to share with them and be like, Hey, look, give us feedback. You know, is this, is this worth a hundred dollars a session? Is it worth $150 a session? But then you've got to be able to know and, and backwards plan your profitability metrics so that if you're not profitable until you hit 300, then you don't even talk about 100, 200, 250. But as you're going through this and, and as you are defining who you are, uh, what your perfect customer is, what really is your long-term, your big, huge, audacious goal that you think the, the podcasts are architects? Where, where's it going to be in 10 years? So our time horizon is slightly different, but for us, we have 10-year goals, but our, our big one right now is to help 500 companies or school districts in the next five years. Awesome. Um, I and- love how that's so tangible. Yeah. And we, you know, we have other goals that are kind of built around that, but that's really when it comes down to it, it is about figuring out a way that we can scale this and and really, really have an impact on, you know, uh, on a, on a broader horizon, I guess. Yeah. And the BHAG is, is something that uh, is thrown out a lot these days. You know, a lot of people understand what, what that is, you know, your big, hairy, audacious goal. I mean, it's definitely important to have some sort of metric, something to, to shoot towards, you know, and I think that 500, I like the school districts. I think that's pretty cool. You know, I think that having something to shoot for is, is one of the biggest things that, that I see, you know, I work with a lot of small businesses and there's just this is a common thread between all of them. They don't know. They don't know what they're going to do in three years or five years or even 10 years. You know, so really getting down to that is one of the biggest things that I do is really helping them figure out, you know, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What it, what do you really, really, really want to do? So having that, you know, that's pretty awesome. I, like I said, my so my wife is in education. So, you know, or having that goal in there, you know, to work with a 500 school districts is pretty cool. Okay, and that leads us into our lightning round questions. So here are the rules. Real quick, in and out. No more than a minute, because if you get into it, we're going to cut you off. All right. So, so love it. Here we go. All right. You ready? What is your favorite hack? It can be technology, health, mindset, time hack, whatever. Anything goes here. Put everything in writing and put everything in digital. What my hack was, was a Google calendar and a calendar right above, you guys can't see it. It's right above my like little workstation. Nice. Because everyone is asking me, hey man, do you have a phone call? Hey man, do you have this? Hey man, do I have that? I can look up or if I'm somewhere, I can look at my phone. Right. That's my hack. Nice. I love it. For me, it's uh, scheduled time uh, six days a week for some kind of exercise. Um, it can be a hike. It can be time at the CrossFit gym, go go rock climbing, whatever, but schedule some kind of physical activity. It keeps my brain sharp. And I'll throw in a bonus one. Go to bed early if you can. 
Nice. I, I fully agree with going to bed. Easier said than done, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, boy, I'll tell you. That that's awesome. Well, what do you guys think right now? You, you're a lot of the entrepreneurs that that we work with are voracious learners and readers and consumers of, of how to make themselves, how to make their teams, how to make their business better. What is one book, one podcast, one album, something that, that you listen to that gives you inspiration or that you think our audience needs to listen to? Range by David Epstein. He talks about the the value of having it. The, the basic thesis of the book is it's much more valuable, especially in your early years, to have a broad range of experience rather than getting very specific very quickly. The, the Tiger Woods approach is bad. That's the basic tenet of the book is draw from a lot of different things, especially early. Interesting. That, that's really interesting. Kyle, what about you? You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. If you need a jump starter, if you need to just get your head out of your rear end, that guy will do it for you. And another one, just a bonus, uh, if you're trying to manage chaos, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan B. Peterson. Wow. Great book. Wow, that's cool. Those are like several books that I haven't even heard of, you know, <laughs> not even on my radar whatsoever, but they've been added to my list. Okay, next question. Um, there's something that we kind of touched on a little bit before, but we're going to spin it in a little tiny different way. All right. What's a challenge that you're currently facing that the Aggie Network can help you with today? We've been able to find some pretty good resources on pricing. We mentioned that customer discovery and pricing are two of the big things that we're, you know, kind of wrestling with. If there are any good resources on learning the art of the customer discovery interview, we really are trying to wrap our arms around that process. And I feel like I understand the basics of sales pretty well, but customer discovery is just a little bit different animal. Um, and I don't, uh, it's, I, I don't feel like I get it quite yet. And so if anybody has any books, you know, uh, podcasts, any other place at your websites, places to learn that particular brand of black magic, I would love to, uh, I would love to understand that a little better. Yeah. And that's an interesting question. I've got tons and tons of books on my bookshelf right now, but uh, one of my mentors calls it go wide and go deep. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's along those same lines. I'll share that with you. Yeah. If you, if you, if there's anything you want to send over, we'd be happy to take a look at it. We're, we're casting a broad net on that right now. So awesome. That's awesome. And, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to give back to you guys because you have given us so much. Thank you so much for being here. So how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you to, to help you with your customer discovery, to be able to help you uh, walk through, maybe give you some books or some some podcasts to listen to, to to support you guys? Yes. MazeMasterCast at gmail.com. Or you can contact me personally. I handle a lot of the social media and the technical work at 713-492-3650. What was that email one more time? Maze Mastercast? Yes. M-A-Y-S Mastercast. Like cast in a play. Yep. All one word. At gmail.com. Cool. And we're on we're on Instagram and Twitter as well if you care to pay attention to what we're doing there. And then my my personal email address is Benjamin C. Wiggins at gmail.com for our Aggie friends out there. Well, Kyle and Ben, thank you again so much for taking the time and, and dropping some value bombs and really helping the Aggie Network learn a little bit more about you, learn about what you guys are doing, and to to understand how you guys have tackled the growth uh, challenges that you have and how you've hacked your way to success. We are so ex excited to see what you guys are going to do. 
and look forward to to catching up and seeing years from now how many uh, how many schools and see if you can hit that 500 schools and five year mark that you got. Well, we feel the same about you guys. We're excited for your success, and we can't wait to listen to more episodes. How about that, Eggs? Was that amazing or what? They really had some valuable hacks that they shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Honestly, Chris, my favorite one was their openness when they talked about their challenges as they're going through the customer discovery process. That's something that I think every entrepreneur faces and is so critically important that they get it right because especially for what they're doing, not every entrepreneur out there is going to see the value. But those are some guys that that as they're going through that process and then they're trying to say, okay, how can I help my perfect customer? They're really doing a great job and I think that they're on a great path and I'm excited to see them define that a little bit more. And it's really challenged me to do the same thing uh, in my business. What about yeah, you? I agree you know, 100% with you. My biggest takeaway is probably the blocking of the time. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of blocking and tackling my time. Uh, I have showed all of my employees how to do it. That's something that one of my mentors, you know, really hammers on all the time. Uh, one of my business coaches, he, you know, he's, he's constantly saying, hey, have you, have you blocked and tackled your time for the next week? If not, do it at the beginning of the week. Do it before you get into the week. And I will go so far as say, you need to block and tackle even every single day. And so what I mean by blocking and tackling is that you block out the times for the important stuff on your schedule, and then you tackle it at, at that time. I've taught my ninth grader how to do it, and it has improved his grades, you know, dramatically. He was he was really struggling. And then all of a sudden we said, okay, have you blocked and tackled? And he understands what I mean about that now. And and he takes care of business. So that's really been one of my biggest takeaways is that is very important for every entrepreneur to be doing that. I agree. And I really appreciate the the opportunity that those guys speaking to us. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you leave us a rating and reach out to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Please be sure to check us out at our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com, where you can hear all of our past episodes as well as connect with us. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. Join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hacked their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Until next time, thanks and gig them.